Where you go, can you count the ministry in the United States? How many ministries and churches are there? I don't think. <laughs> Praise God. God is doing awesome things in the United States and Europe and in India, Asia. I mean, you cannot. I was just thinking, you know. We have such a huge, big God, but at the same time, he's... He's taking interest in us individually. He says he has numbered the number, I mean, our hair also, not one, one hair is not falling down without his will. Praise God. I mean, our understanding, I mean, it will blow our mind, you know. He's such a big, wonderful God. At the same time, he's interested in every one of us, what you need, what is your desire, and so forth. So, and he has sent his Holy Spirit to come and dwell in our hearts. That is wonderful, wonderful. Many times we grieve the Holy Spirit. Many times we we do not walk according to the word of God. But still he is gracious and merciful. And he gives his spirit and he gives his gifts and fruits. And so we just repent and come back and, you know, go on. Praise God. We have such a wonderful big God. We recently stepped into a new year, 2010. And many prophesied and declared so many things. They are all good prophecies. And this year is the year of breakthrough. God is going to give some things which um, started, you know, early, I mean, I mean, late last year, like October and November when Apostle Eric was preaching on moving from curses to blessing. And the season has started. I strongly believe and Pastor Shelley also said the same, and Pastor Virginia said something like, I can say that the blessings are budding and blossoming like the, you know, how the flower blossoms, you know. They will unfold this year. And it's sure going to happen. So this is the year of receiving from God. Praise God. May God richly bless you and... Although, hallelujah, give God all the praise. Praise God. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I depend on the Spirit of the Lord as He gives me a strength and He's a good communicator. So I pray that God will give me the tongue of His Spirit. I mean, <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles, if we have, to Matthew chapter 4. Verses 1 and 11, I picked up a topic on the temptation. Many people don't like. Shall we read the word of God? Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. By the way, I'm reading from New King James Version.
Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It's written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you. In their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give to you if you will bow down, I mean, if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord, your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, the angels came and ministered to him. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this awesome, wonderful time we are in for the God year 2010 all throughout the year 2009 you were faithful unto us Father God you led us through the waters you led us through the fire so many temptations and testings and fiery trials but Father God as we trusted in you you brought us to this new year for that we forever grateful unto you bless and anoint these the reading of the scripture, we pray that you anoint our hearing as well as our speaking for the God. I pray the help of the Holy Spirit that this seed be sown in our hearts for the God, that we may grow and we may never be ignorant of satanic de- um, of devices, cunning devices for the God. Help us, Spirit of the living God, we pray that these seeds fall in the good ground and bear much fruit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'm not going to talk all about that. Just I want to differentiate between temptations and testing and so forth. There are three, I call it three levels of temptations or three rounds of temptation. They will tempt Jesus Christ. Praise God. Um, Temptation is not the same as testing and trial. And it's not the same as affliction, trouble, or persecution. Testing normally, God tests us as God tested Abraham. And we see in the case of children of Israel... Oh, just to see whether the children of Israel trust in me, obey my commandments, 
or not. He led them into this wilderness experience just to make them humble and depend completely on God. Look at the 600,000 people, women and children, I can estimate that how many were there, you know, but God took care of them all through the 40 years. Their food, clothing, everything. He showered manna and the word of God says that the people ate angels' food and he gave them the best water, you know, water from the rock. That is the best water. And when they wanted to eat some meat, you know, he showered quails. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just imagine so many people, 2,500,000 or 2.5 million, I think. 2.5 million people, you know, taking care of them in the wilderness that was infested with all these scorpions and serpents, you know. And the word of God said that their clothes were not worn out and the sandals were not, you know, it is supernatural. Again, he sent his pillar of cloud by day, by day and pillar of um, fire by night. Praise God. And But still, we see many, many people tempted the Lord, okay? So God tests us, and God tested Abraham, his faith, testing, I mean, by asking his own, only begotten son after, you know, almost 100 years. Just imagine, hallelujah. It's great faith on the side of Abraham. See, at the age of, I think, 99, he got a first, first son, and before that, he had a son born out of Egyptian woman. And God now tells him, go and, go and take your only begotten son. Offer him up as a burnt sacrifice. He did. And Hebrews says he did it by faith. Once he decided, once he committed, even though he didn't, he was about to kill his own son, but he did it by faith. Praise God. He was not short of killing him. He was about to kill him. Then the angel of the Lord said, that's enough. You have passed. Hallelujah. Affliction. David says that it's good that I'm afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. Troubles. Oh, many times we get in trouble because of our own wrong choices, bad decisions, and blame it on God. God <laughs> Why it happened to me? Offenses come from mainly people. Persecution because of the word of God. When the word of God is thrown, when you believe it, that's when you know the devil come and try to steal that word of God in the parable of sower. Immediately he comes. He is interested only on those precious seeds which you have received in your heart. Lest, the word of God says, lest you be saved. Once you are saved, your eyes are opened. You will not be, I mean, he cannot do anything. Once you are saved, you know, there will be a supernatural protection from God's side. So you will be above the devil. Praise God. 
okay so persecutions come okay who is the tempter satan the accuser the deceiver devil uh, in greek it is diabolos slanderer you know is the tempter he knows exactly what you want he wants to throw that thing you know and he wants he advises you to oh, take some shortcuts okay and uh, so the tempter is the devil again we get tempted by our adamic nature when adam sinned you know we took that nature i mean it came through the blood stream okay that's that's why we have to be born again so that we can stop that adamic nature and put on the new adam our last adam nature that's our christ so we are susceptible to temptation because of the adamic nature but once we are born again you know we know and because of that we have wrong desires and cravings and oh, james said oh, that let no man say that when he is tempted that he is tempted by god because god is not a tempter praise god he never tempts his, his character is not tempting anyone he tests but he is not a tempter hallelujah and what is temptation and vanities temptation is like enticement it is a dictionary word enticement or allurement especially, especially to evil and i call it it is the bait of satan i'm not preaching john bever message but but it is but, and temptation by the way it's not bad everybody has to face it every believer has to face it jesus had to face it it's not bad only when we give in to temptation that's when we sin praise god and first john 1:5 says the lust of the flesh lust of the eye and the pride of life if anyone loves the things of the world the love of the father is not in him i mean if we give any priority other than the first priority to our father god we have some other idols we are not really serving our if we give money the first priority job the first priority that will become our god okay so if you compare you know that was first john 1:5 lust of the flesh lust of the eye and the pride of life if anyone loves the things of the world the love of the father is not in him when he was tempted he was eve this temptation was triggered when she saw the fruit of that tree it that it was good to eat praise god and it would make her wise you know devil had said that you will be like god it was a tempting offer from the devil and she was tempted and she fell into sin i mean lust is never it's not love it's lust it's lust to have power lust to have you know it's never satisfied like solomon had about 700 wives and 300 concubines about 1000 wives and because of that 
his wives, foreign women, you know, um, you know, stole his heart and he began, you know, worshipping their gods and his heart was not loyal. Idi Amin has 40 bath- bathrooms, I heard, you know, you can take in a bath, in the, you can use just one bathroom at a time. <laughs> He's gone. But some people, because of a lot of money, you know. Uh, so the temptation, it's, uh, it's wilderness experience comes before the promised land for the children of Israel. When is the temptation? Before you want to get any promise, they will want to tempt you. You know, um, before Isaac was to be born, you know, they will advise Sarah, you take my handmaid and, you know, let the child be. You know, whenever the promise is made, he attacks the seed. That's the word of God. So the wilderness experience come before the promised land. 40-year wilderness experience for the children of Israel. And the cross comes before crown of glory as far as the Lord Jesus Christ. And we also face the same thing, you know. These temptations, these come for our... We shouldn't give in to these temptations. Jesus was was filled with the Holy Spirit and led into the wilderness to be tempted, the Word of God. Why he was filled with the Holy Spirit? To be tempted. He was fully equipped with the power of the Holy Spirit and he was the word of God. We will come later on, the, all those temptations. But God has given us the Holy Spirit so we can withstand and resist the devil. Praise God. Without born again experience, you cannot, you do not have a clue how to face the devil. Praise God. So, when these temptations come, when you are alone in the wilderness, when nobody watching you, not in the church and fellowship, when you are alone, the temptations come. You know, in Joseph's case, nobody was there. That 41st wife said, nobody is here. My, my owner is, I mean, my husband is on a journey. But he said, no way. He fled from the scene, okay? When nothing happens as you expected, hope for, that's when the temptation comes. This is the big example I can take you. Look at the John the Baptist, you know. He was in prison. If you read, I think, uh, Matthew chapter 11, this is very, very, I mean, I was shocked to see this revelation. The John the Baptist was in prison. He hoped for the Messiah. He was the baptizer. You know, he did the water baptism of John, of Jesus in the river of Jordan. He saw the Spirit of the Lord, you know, descending on him. And it was revealed by the Father God that he was the Lamb that takes away the sins of the whole world. That means Messiah. Now he is doubting, are you the Messiah? Because he is in prison now. I don't say it is bad. I mean, it's normal, it's human. That are you the Messiah or shall we look for another? 
that's you know that's really you know shook me up and jesus did not condemn him you know and he settled it very nicely and he he advised john's disciples go back and tell him that what is happening here eyes are you know the blinds are seeing and the lame people are walking and he says one word blessed is he who is not offended of my words praise god is the again oh when temptations come when you are pressurized i i can take the scene of the oh, red sea and the children of israel are just standing in front of the red sea and behind is the pharaoh's army to catch them and push them into the red sea what you will do the children of israel become like sandwich between red sea because they have no hope now no way out i i think many bad words may have come out of their mouth <laughs> i don't know <laughs> why did you bring it here did we not have any graves in egypt even though when they had seen all those miracles chan i mean uh, miracles you know in the land of egypt they should have trusted in god god will open a way somehow so when you are pressurized that's when you, you may be tempted you know so watch your mouth <sighs> heat of the furnace was made seven times hotter in case of shadrach meshach and abednego the three hebrew children they had no hope but they didn't compromise our god is able to say even if he doesn't we trust in god we never compromise we never bow down to king nebuchadnezzar image they said persisted praise god next slide please Okay, three temptations of Jesus. The first one. If you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. If you are the son of God. He is the liar. The queen of the England does not say that I am the queen of the, you know, England. Or the lion shouldn't say I am the king of the jungle, you know. Because they are. They don't want to tell. Even Jesus case, you know what happened? even the demons used to confess and proclaim that he you know you are the son of the most high god why you are coming to trouble us before time but he said shut up <laughs> see and who is this devil in a not knowing it's not a devil knew that he was the son of god he wants to shake your position in your case also he will are you son and daughter of god he will shake your position you try to it's your faith again you know once you are saved you are saved you know just have good relationship with god so command these stones to become bread now is advising lord jesus christ you know to turn them into bread i mean it's in the physical realm okay but jesus never 
um, he did not misuse divine power for his personal gain. He just said what was written in the word of God, man shall not live by bread alone, but by the word that proceeded from the mouth of God. So the word of God is not for private interpretation. And Jesus chose not to use any divine power. And in the morning I was just praying today. I mean, you see that bottom paragraph in purple color? I don't know what it means to you. And I could not fully understand. God gave me for three temptations, three paragraphs like this. You know, but when you link all these three, you get some pictures. You know, I mean, I didn't believe first of all, but then there has to be some truth to this statement. And what the God told me was, what do we do for our living and how do we earn our money? To take care of food, clothing, shelter and our family needs. Do we write, earn it by right way or wrong way? Some people sell drug and cocaine, buy lottery tickets and do gambling or use some other means to become instantly rich. That's the first temptations. I don't know, it will take some time for me to understand and, and come back. The second one, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. This is the real temptation. I mean, it's in the soulish realm. It talks about, I mean, it displays the pride and self-confidence or self-reliance on oneself. Okay. Tempting God, whether he's among us or not, jump from the plan of God. It's a pride. And we, we see all those verses because people of Israel tempted our Lord at the waters of Meribah and Massa. Because they were, God led them, God led them to become thirsty. The word of God says, they were thirsty. God was testing them. But they murmured and complained. So even the Massa and Meribah, the very names in Hebrew, you know, they are like complaining and, you know, yeah, God, I mean, complaining and tempting God. And in Numbers, we see that people complain after seeing so many. Now, they were saying that same food they were eating every day. You know. This one is a big one. It's also in the First Corinthians chapter 10, 9. <laughs> they were, God sent fiery serpents. And when they bite, you know, it causes you inflammation. It's burning. And then people said, no, we sinned against God. And he spoke to Moses that, pray God that this plague will depart from us. And God asked Moses to, you know, make a bronze serpent type of Lord Jesus Christ in the wilderness. You know, when that was lifted up, whoever saw on that serpent were, okay, they were made whole. They were healed. 
you need to conquer yourself. Your human spirit is more important. And Proverbs, uh, it says that the one who is who controls, manages his anger is better than one who takes the city. Hallelujah. So you have to manage your spirit. I, I was very, very emotional. I mean, when I came to the U.S., I was, I used to get offended. It's not good. Yeah, it's not good. It will not bring any result. So the mature person will not be emotional. But his faith is based on reality. Praise God. Okay, this last paragraph again I God gave me this morning. How do we spend it? It comes to spending now. We saw that how we earn and this one how we spend. How do we spend our earning and do we spend wisely, recklessly, carelessly? Do we spend on our bad habits? God watches over every dollar we spend. Is there a wastage or a prodigal living? I mean, to, to, to care of food, clothing, shelter, family needs, right right way or wrong way. I think I, I just cut and paste it. So <laughs> it appeared here also, but it, it, it stops over there oh, till prodigal living. I mean, sorry about that. So it comes... Uh, you know, how do we spend our earning money? Do we spend it wisely or we spend it more on our entertainment? It is emotional. This 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 temptation is in the emotional realm. Okay. Now the third temptation this is a spiritual realm because it comes to worshiping God. John three says that John four says that God is spirit. Those who want to worship must worship in spirit and in truth. It talks about the possession and power. If you see, uh, devil takes him. This is the third temptation, you know. This is topmost. When he was not satisfied, devil was not satisfied because he couldn't, I mean, uh, defeat Jesus. So he took second chance and this one is the third one. He took him to the big mountain. It says, the word of God says, Devil took him up on an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory in a moment. I don't know how, how did he do it. Maybe in the spiritual realm. Praise God. Then he says, advises, if you just you know kneel down before and worship me, I will give everything to you. Because Adam has lost that power to Satan. And Satan was referred to as God of this world, Prince of the air. So, implying that Jesus may just compromise and didn't have to go to Calvary. Why do you have to go to the cross? Just bow down and this deal is settled. Just worship me. That's all I want. It comes to worship. That's a big temptation. But Jesus knew the will of God, why he came on the earth. Jesus said, you shall worship the Lord your God. Him you shall serve. And at the time of uh, when he, Jesus was standing before Pilate, 
all these religious folks it's because of the jealousy because he was you know jesus did all signs and wonders and you know they he overturned all their theology they had books and so much education but he spoke to the demons and they came out you know and because of that they were jealous of him and they tried to or catch him in some point you know so religious folks shouting crucify him crucify him they were not just the religious people but it was satanic power satan tempted them you know okay to you know shout like that it's because of the jealousy okay and many religious folks also said come down from the cross so we can believe see the flesh always wants miracles you know even the thief also said come down from the cross and save me also so that i can believe tempting christ tempting god but jesus repels that temptation to compromise and chose instead to suffer because he came as a messiah oh in this in this one uh, last paragraph again i say this one is not uh, and god is spirit of the lord said how do we worship our god worship is the act of spirit do we honor our god with tithes and offerings the first temptation god is saying how do we earn second one how do we spend and third one how do we worship god do we honor god with tithes and offerings so if you look at genesis you know they had a revelation how to worship god you cannot worship god without offering anything so abel brought a sacrifice cain also brought a sacrifice from their own sources cain brought some fruit from first fruit from the field and abel uh, offered an excellent sacrifice that has blood in it livelihood praise god so god is asking it talks about something which should cost us it should cost us from our earnings and livelihood that he may bless us back do any dollar bill of our earnings make it to the offering basket if you do it's good for you then you are faithful if you are faithful in little whatever little you may have did you bring it and offer it to god god will bless you back and increase that so you come next time with more and god will bless you back more that's how the cycle going on on the bigger scale overcoming temptation this will be the last one <clears throat> how we can overcome our uh, first corinthians chapter 10:13 say that i was just wondering you know what if in the garden of eden if eve adam and eve were not tempted but instead of eating of the fruit of tree of knowledge of good and evil but suppose they ate of the tree of life and live forever our bible would have been first genesis genesis chapter 1 genesis chapter 2 
Revelation chapter 22. <laughs> it was in the form of booklet. <laughs> Just one trick. Cost that much. <laughs> but, but God is going to give us you, the overcomer. Every spiritual born again believer has to overcome all these temptations to the overcomer. He says in Revelation, to the overcomer, the first church is promised. The church of Ephesus is promised. I will give you to eat of the tree of life. Praise God. And you can live forever. So what they missed in the Garden of Eden, we are going to have it. Because that, that paradise, it was in the midst of the paradise, that paradise was taken up. I don't know when it was taken up. When Adam and Eve sinned, you know, that become whole land become cursed. And that is, I think, nowadays it is the Sahara Desert. It was the location of, you know, Garden of Eden. It was cursed and you, you see animals, wild animals like jackals and hyenas and wild dogs in that land. It was taken up. Paradise was taken up, Garden of Eden. So we will overcome every born again believer has faith and power to resist and rebuke the devil. Okay. What, how we need to overcome? I mean, we pray to God, we ask God, and we can say no to the temptations. Turn to God for help. It says, no, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to a man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted. That means he know. He knows us very much. It is a measured temptation he will allow. That means... So if you are not able to, you know, withstand it, you know, God is not going to allow that to happen in your life. But what it says, God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with a temptation will also make a way of escape. See the children of Israel, you know, when Egyptians were pursuing Red Sea and God made a way in the water. Again, in case of three Hebrew children, when they were thrown in the fiery furnace, in the, the fourth man appeared in the fiery furnace. Those who threw them, they got killed, but not the Hebrew children. He opened a ways of escape for us. Second Peter 2.9 also said that the Lord knows how to deliver, deliver the godly out of temptation to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. And how to overcome is you need to be full of word of God. you know. And we have to have a power of wisdom to apply every satanic. He comes with the Bible. He knows the Bible by heart. <laughs> Even the devil, you know, all the demons say that, you know, I know Jesus, I know Paul, who are you? See, he knows the Bible. 
He knows the word of God. But he knows, he believes, he trembles, but then he doesn't obey. That's the big difference. So we have to be full of the word of God. Hebrew 4.12 says that uh, the word of God is two-edged sword. And we have to have the word of God in our lives. So it, it, it cuts, it makes a distinction between soul and the spirit. When we have the word of God, I mean, if you have a sword, for example, you do not just keep it for so long time. It gets rust. You need to sharpen it daily. Like meditation and prayer through which you, know, you sharpen your testimony. Okay, so it may be powerful. In Timothy 2.15 says that rightly dividing the word of God. And it should cut. When two harlots in the Old Testament, we say that, you know, claimed the same child, you know. So King Solomon had this wisdom. He called, he, he called for the sword, bring the sword here, cut, cut this baby into two. Give both of them one to each mother. He was just, he had, I mean, the word of God, a discerner of our heart, an intent of our heart, intent of our thoughts. So, the real mother said, that, no, 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 don't kill it. <laughs> the other woman said, okay, kill it, give me half means. Her intention was not good. I mean, the word of God is same as the, to a double-edged sword, it makes distinction and it is a discerner of our um, heart and intents of our thought. Uh, yeah. The word of God, if you read uh, Psalm chapter 12, verse 6, it says that the word of our Lord is, it's like, Purified seven times like a like silver is purified. So we have just we we cannot say we do not we should not doubt it. I mean it's trustworthy. We just trust it. Trust it. The word of the Lord is purified seven times like a silver in the furnace. And when you believe it. I mean, his word will not never returns wide and it will accomplish for which it was sent. Next thing, watch and pray so that he will not fall into temptation. And Peter denied the Lord three times. This was before the Holy Spirit baptism. But when the Spirit of the Lord came, you know, on the day of Pentecost, it he was so bold to testify and, you know, that's the reason we need the help of the Holy Spirit apart from the Word of God, you know, help of the Holy Spirit. We need to be watchful and vigilant in prayer. And one more thing I want to talk about, uh, Peter's statement, Matthew sixteen seventeen, and compare with sixteen twenty three. That was before of the Holy Spirit baptism. 16, 17, he said that 
who is Christ? Jesus Christ was asking, who do the men say that I am? And somebody says something, another says something. But Peter said, you are the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon, because flesh and blood did not reveal it unto you, but it's my Father who is in heaven. Praise God. And if you, Father God revealed who the Son was to Peter. And if you go further, 1623, Satan took complete control of him. When Jesus said that the Son of Man will go and be crucified, and Peter started rebuking Jesus that that shouldn't happen. Then Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. See? So he, I mean, we are so susceptible to the temptations of the devil when we are not born again. But when we are born again, we know everything. And we are above him. And he is beneath us. Again, overcoming temptation. In Revelation, it says that they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Both are required. You cannot fight the devil with your own strength. Always involve Jesus. Always go in the spirit of the Lord. They overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb. How, how the uh, people of Israel were, you know, come out of the bondage of Egypt is when the Passover Lamb was slain you know that's how and we each one of us we are redeemed by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony what is our testimony today and lastly whatever born of god overcomes the world this is one let me read it first john chapter 5 verse 4 this is very very powerful statement first john Chapter 5, verse 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. What is that? Our faith. Our faith in God. Shield of faith that protect our hearts. You, know. you have to have this weapon in our lives. So shall we go, shall we grow more and more in faith? Okay, may God bless you.